Welcome to Blue Talks Podcast, where we present compelling narratives about entrepreneurs, innovators, and dreamers. So my sister just texted me now telling me how much she's missed me. <laughs> well, I know what she truly misses, so I opened my Stanbic IBTC app and say to it, Hey, I want to transfer 5,000 naira to Funke. Done. And my post just asked me what the highest price stock is right now. Huh. I can't fold my handle, so I open my Stambic IBTC app from the comfort of my home and figure it out. Got it! You be the hero. Upgrade and take control of your finances with the new Stambic IBTC mobile app. Download or upgrade your Stambic IBTC mobile app on Google Play or Apple Store to experience seamless voice banking, stockbroking, insurance and more from the safety of your home. From your one-stop financial services partner, Stambic IBTC. It can be Blue Talks. Brought to you by Stambic IBTC. Welcome to today's edition of Blue Talks. On today's edition, we'll be talking on living on a budget. That's right, living on a budget in Nigeria. Now, according to um, a report, uh, the National Bureau of Statistics, 82 million Nigerians, uh, which is about 45% of Nigerians, live below the poverty line. Um, they say 82 million Nigerians live on less than $1 a day, which means that approximately 82 million Nigerians live on just about $300 a year. $300, even at today's exchange rate, is approximately is over 120,000 naira for a year. That's 365 days, 12 calendar months, 52 weeks of a year, you know, believe in that. That's, I didn't say that. That's from National Bureau of Statistics. But what does living on a budget mean in itself? According to the Cambridge Dictionary, it says that living on a budget um, if you live on an amount of money, that, that is the money that you use to buy things. For example, nearly 5 million of Morocco's 33 million people live on less than $2 a day, according to the World Bank. Now, live on a budget or low-income fixed income, you see many retired people live, uh, living on fixed incomes need to estimate what purchasing power money will be over long periods in the future. Um, essentially, it's talking about budgeting and how you are um, weighing your income versus your expenditure. And rather than do spend just at will and say, oh, I want that thing, I see that thing, I, I like it, I want to buy it, or I need that thing, you know, you have to be mindful of your sources of income, of your inflow. And it, that's essentially what we're talking about today. But we're looking at it from a perspective of a young adults, young Nigerians, and how living on a budget, what living on a budget means to them. Today, as our guests, for the first time on Blue Talks, we're having two guests at once. They're both um, recent graduates from the University of Lagos. Obina is a computer engineering graduate and who is currently a software engineer at um, a technology company here in Lagos. And we have um, Inkechi, who's currently in, the, in law school and is about to write her bar exams to be able to qualify as a practicing lawyer in Nigeria. We'll be hearing their perspectives on what living on a budget is and just sharing um, their thoughts on perhaps how maybe they think things can improve. And from a young mind's perspective, you know, um, to generally just try and understand what it means and the challenges that um, our young or our youth are going through or they're facing financially, um, you know, maybe socially as well in Nigeria. So thank you guys for joining us today on Blue Talks. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you for having me. 
Great. I'm fine, thank you. Thank you for having me as well. Okay, can you introduce yourselves? Let's start with Nkechi. My name is Kalu Nkechi as a final student. I think that's all. Um, you didn't put the part about you being very passionate about um, human rights. And I did ask you earlier if you're an activist. You said you hadn't graduated at that point yet, but you're very passionate about human rights. Particularly about um, girl-child education. Okay. Yes, and economic development. Okay, brilliant, brilliant stuff, brilliant stuff. Um, there's a lot of stuff to, to, to be done around those two areas. Obina. Yes, my name is Obina. Obina Igwe. I'm a software engineer in Lagos here. I love to write code and yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, Obina is a man of very few words. Okay, let's get let's get right into it. So can you live on fifty thousand naira a month? Uh I I don't think I can live on fifty thousand naira a month. I'm not sure how well that will play out. Why? L lots of reasons. There are lots of reasons. So now it's even easier because we don't even go out. But like before the lockdown and all, uh, so let's say, because I remember then I used to do the estimates. I used to take a record. So let's say 20 to 22K on transports. And then you have maybe like 10 to 15K on thing. And so that you have the rest of the money for, for toiletries and some other things. But usually money falls short. Uh, I would have to... I'd have to start some some of my desires in some other areas. So I don't think I can sustain that. I might be able to do that for maybe like maybe for some weeks, but I don't think I can sustain that. I don't think it's something I can sustain. You've done your NYSC and during NYSC I can imagine that you weren't earning that much. But how did you survive that? That was a very, very negative time. I think it was it was somehow easy because well, it's not easy, but then it was somehow easy because uh, instance i wasn't paying any rent and uh so my place wasn't uh so it was a bit far from work but you know i always i just wake up early so that my transport costs would be very very minimal and then uh then i remember meeting my guys like maybe once or twice a day sometimes even once sometimes if whenever you can anything so that was how it was we i i never really bought like serious things i didn't have so many clothes I just the basics, minimal living. You were literally living on a budget or maybe below the budget, as a matter of fact. Yeah, I was living below the budget. It was a kind of forced budget, but yeah, I was living below the budget. That's quite interesting. But let's hear Nkechi's perspective. Can you live on 50,000 naira a month? That's a tricky one. I think that if some logistics are provided, like housing and then maybe transportation, yes, I can. But if I'm to feed on 50,000, provide accommodation with 50,000, provide necessary things with 50,000. It would be it would be difficult, just like Obina said. It would be very, very difficult. But I think it's doable, but, but I personally can't. But there are people who live on 50,000 a month in this city and all over the country. Yes, they are. <laughs> and I'm the sure, truth I'm is... Sure we know some of them. Yes. But then, they're not living sort of... Let me not use the word good, but they're not living... They're not living a normal standard of living. They're not having that normal standard of living. So they're yeah, so just trying quality, to survive. Quality of life or quality of living is not great. Yes, yes. So they're just trying to survive with 50,000 naira. And then, just like Obina said, they're they are going to be ruling out a lot of things that they really need, but then would not be as, as much priority as the others. So. so if I were to ask you, what, what would be your barest minimum amount that you could survive on 
here in Nigeria. <laughs> when I start working, I think I would go for maybe 150,000, 150,000 naira. That's like the barest minimum. There are a lot of people, but in terms of relative to the size of the population and the workforce, not a lot of people earn that every month. Yes, even in law firms, not a lot of people earn that. But I didn't, I didn't say that, but you said that. But hey, we're all aware of the, of, of the rumors around virgin lawyers earn. Yes, it's not a lot. But personally, I don't think I can live with 50,000. But if I'm put in such a position and I don't have an, an alternative, then we'll have to budget and I have to deprive myself of a lot of things, of a whole lot of things. Because data, for one, 10 20,000 is the minimum for most people to spend on data. That's a lot to spend on data every month. Really? You think? Hey, so I'm not saying you're relative to what you use it for. That's not what I'm weighing it on, but I'm saying for for people to drop 20,000 naira, 10,000 naira a month for internet um, access is a lot. It's a lot for a lot of people. So imagine somebody earning 50,000 naira and then you have to remove 10,000 naira for, for internet access. By the time you add transportation costs, you add certain other things to it, that you're a negative. You probably will be eating maybe every other day. You know, be skipping one day when you won't eat. So you eat like every two days. Oh, Obina, let, me, let me hear your thoughts on that. I mean, do you think it's possible? Yeah, I think it's possible. So, like I said, mine was the first condition. So I think that if someone would find themselves in that, in that kind of uh, situation, then they would have no choice but to do away with the non-necessities that look like necessities right now. So then it become non-necessities. At that point, uh, spending money uh, on internet would be a waste. So, yeah. I'm feeling generous right now. I want to increase the, the amount to 100,000 naira. Can you live on 100,000 naira? Uh, yeah, that is very, very doable. 100,000 naira a month is very, very doable. Yeah, I can do that. You want to give us an insight as to how you would apportion your money? Well, uh, for one, 100k a month, I cannot cover for housing, so... I would have to squat with somebody I know, probably a friend or a relative or something. Then, roughly, Transportation cost would be, uh, I don't know, because I haven't been going out frequently since the lockdown right now. So I don't know if they have gone up. So but as of then, before the lockdown, that would be about 20 to 25k a month transportation costs. So let me just see 30k now. So that's 30k already gone. What else? Uh, so food, food is roughly around the same thing, like 20 to 25. So that's like down to almost half the money. The rest I can spend on stuff like toiletries, gen. Gen is very, very important. Uh, fuel to power the gen and all that. So that's very, very important. Yeah, I don't have money for uh, stuff like clothes and other things. That means I have to, have to use the same clothes over and over. And when I want to buy clothes, that means uh, it will be accumulated. For instance, if I want to buy clothes, say, fourth month. Uh, I'm just talking based on how I did it then. So that, was, that was during the NYC. So if I want to buy um, clothes, maybe I already know uh, maybe in the next three months. So at the end of the month, there'll be some tiny, tiny savings that you, I, I'll be able to keep. And then when I accumulate that over like three months, I have some money to be able to buy some other things like clothes and all that stuff. So yeah, that's basically how I do it. Um, really impressed with your... Detailed. The other time you mentioned how you would literally just you know, um, used to keep 
um, records of what your monthly expenses were and so on and so forth. For a young, for a young person, I mean, I think it's a very good thing. I think it's something you should continue um, and encourage people around you to do that. I need to ask you a few more things, but let me speak with, um, let's ask Nkechi first. Nkechi, can you live on 100,000? I know you, you had said yours is 150,000. And I think on record, it seems um, women generally have, I think their expenses are slightly more than that of the men. Let's say I'd give you 100,000 every month. Can you survive on that? I can, comfortably. So tell us how. Trying to split the money into different things. I like to save. I like to save out particular amount of money in case I need something eventually in the future. So maybe keeping out out of the 100,000, like 5,000 there first and then for food every day uh while i was in Yinlag, food every day the list is 500 naira and then knowing that that was even on the mainland so if i have to walk on the island i'm sure it would be more than that so if i have to spend on food a thousand naira every day i think that would be some up to thirty thousand or let's say twenty six thousand because i won't be going to work every day so twenty six thousand naira already gone and then on the weekends don't you? Oh yes, I do have to eat on the weekend. So let's say it's thirty-one thousand naira gone, and I believe that my housing would be covered. So I do not have to spend out of the hundred thousand naira for housing, because if I do have to spend out of the hundred thousand naira for housing, it it would sort of affect how much I spend for other things and will affect whether or not I save money, or maybe the savings would be towards the um rent. And knowing that. In most parts of Lagos, rent is between, for even a BQ, it's between 200 to 250 So if I, saving 5000 naira a month might not cover it. So if I have to, if my housing is covered, then I think that would, that would be cancelled out of it. So basically with food and um, transportation too, yes, transport should be within the range of, depending on where I stay and where I work at. It should be between the range of a thousand naira every day too, so that's uh, up to sixty thousand already gone. So I should be able to live within the range of hundred thousand naira a month. Okay, great. Both of you sort of have a similar um, breakdown, you know, um, how you would spend it. Uh, but the the one recurring theme is that both of you said that look, we can't live on this and still have to worry about housing. It's either we're squatting with somebody or we're somewhere where we don't necessarily have to pay rent. But why is that? I mean, there are people that are living on these amounts every day and they're, and they're dealing with the rent. So are you worried about the, your quality of life? Maybe because of what you're used to? Um, or you just don't think that it's possible? Uh, if I were to say, I would say that. So it's, it's, not, uh, it's not an area I'm really, really very knowledgeable about. That's why I just uh, chunk it up and make it seem like that. But then... Yeah, it is possible. I just didn't want to worry about that because you said I shouldn't like go go into the details and then. So if it was forced on me, uh, I mean, a couple of guys who maybe like six or seven, they just rent the house, all of them split the bills. So yeah, if if we were to do that, then yeah. But then if it was just me and then maybe somebody else, it's never possible. If you know I mean, it's, it's never possible. Say we're like seven, seven or eight or maybe five, and we could just cut you know a part of the bill and do that and that'll cover for housing i mean so yeah so shared accommodation you think is also a solution i mean even if you have to pay but shared accommodation is what you're saying that but it'll be tough to live alone 
to have your own private accommodation, private space on that kind of budget. That's what you're saying. Yeah, like yeah. So if I were to if I were to say I want to live in Lagos, but if we were to go like outer Lagos, that's I can obtain like housing for like lower costs. You know, maybe in place like I don't know how much, but I, I hear that uh, Ibadan is not really so like, expensive in terms of housing and stuff. So maybe I would have to relocate. You'd be but surprised if, we, if we to be Lagos. prices are going up there as well. I hear you. I hear you. Oh yes, I hear you loud. Yeah. So Obina, if you were to continue doing work or working from home, do you think it's cheaper than going to the office? It's definitely cheaper than going to the office. Definitely cheaper. For when I don't have to pay for transport. Yeah, it's much cheaper than going to work. Okay, I get that. But the question is, since you're already, you're staying at home, you're using your internet all the time, your data costs would rise. It must have grown significantly if not doubled or quadrupled um, at this point in time, wouldn't that have also eaten or come almost at par with you doing going um, your transportation costs if you had to go to the office? How I see that would be, so if I were to go to the office, I'll be spending money on transportation and food. And that would be roughly, say, so in a month, let me just say, it's like 25 to like 20K. That's like 45 I mean, I, I don't know how my this thing, how my internet costs want to shoot up, <laughs> but I don't think that they can get to that. Okay, and I hear you on that. Now, do you do any savings? Do you think you can save any money from whether you're earning 50K or you're earning, earning 100,000? You have an active savings culture. Yeah, uh, I save actually. So I mean, this is since when I was doing the... NYC thing I save, but it's I, in my experience, it's a lot easier to save when you have much more than when you have so little. But yeah, I do save. So, so, so for instance, I don't know. So I use the, what's it called, the piggy vest. So the moment any money, or maybe in the month, I don't know, you can automate the challenge. There's a way you can set your, set how you want it to go. So the moment, I think, I think towards the end of the month or something, or beginning of the month, around the time when money is coming or something, it just removes a chunk so that I'm forced to, you know, live in like the remaining amount. So yeah. So technology or some other technology platform or stuff has sort of helped you develop that culture better? Yeah, yeah. So um before I started you're using PDVS, how I used to do was the moment so then I had like uh, I had two different accounts or maybe more than three, so, but, but they're like two. So one is for my normal expenses, and one is just for saving. It just exists for saving. So, but but now it's a lot easier because I don't have to worry about doing it myself. So it's just automated. Okay, great. Um, Inkechi, on all of this, you did talk about you like wanting to save or like you that you um, like to save. I'll ask you on the work from home. Now, because of the lockdown or the corona pandemic and all, we've been, most people have been largely at home and maybe done skeletal services on and off at the office, except for people, frontline workers or essential services. But do you think working from home um, has reduced your cost or would reduce your cost significantly? I know you haven't started working, but let's look at it relative to when you had to um, go to law school. Yes, it would, because I would no longer have to spend on getting food outside and I won't be able to spend that much to eat at home. It will be lesser and transportation is cut off. So it should just be more on data and 
fuel if there's no lights, if there's no electricity. So as a young person, a Nigerian young person, what are like, give me like top three things. Um, if you had a wish list, if you had like a magic wand and you could, you know, make things happen, tell me top three things you would like to change or you would like to improve, you know, you'd like to see materializing um, to the benefit of young people in, in Nigeria. For me, I think uh, community development, providing people in the community with informal education and, info and skills to be able to live. Then that way we are building the youth and also sort of building the economy because if the youth are innovative, they're also providing resources for the economy. So for me, that's number one. And number two, I think it's a big education here in Nigeria. Yes, education, uh, trying to improve the education in Nigeria, even um, providing, if maybe there's another sort of pandemic in Nigeria, how would the education system be able to survive? Providing students with um, materials and uh, making online learning easier for them. I think that's all for me, just from the top of my head. Okay, Obina, you have, you had a magic wand and you could change anything or you could make things happen in Nigeria. Tell me top three things. Top of my list would be healthcare. So I would like to see healthcare uh, improved. Uh, I would also like to see power improved. I don't know, maybe I'm, I'm speaking from my own perspective as a tech person, but I mean, I need, I need cheaper and more consistent power. And then uh, lastly would be internet, cheaper and consistent internet. I mean, when there's a wealth of info around, people need to be able to plug into that. So healthcare, power, and then internet. Interesting. So. Community development, education, health, quality health care, or improved health care, power um, to be cheaper and more consistent, and then internet cheaper and much more consistent as well. So if you are the president today, let's just take this. I know we are talking about living on a budget, but if you are the president of a country today, in Kichi, let's say you're the first female president of Nigeria, What's the first thing? Well, you had one agenda, one thing to do. What's the one thing you would Prison reforms, to be reforming the prisons and trying to decongest with the prisons in Nigeria and improving the justice system for those that have been on trial, awaiting trial for a long time. That we would have more free men living on the street. Yeah. Okay. I Prison think that would be number one for me. An improving justice system. Okay, thanks. Obina. For me, it would be education. Uh, not the kind of school education because I don't know, I don't really buy that school education thing, but it will be education. So I was reading some, like, uh, was it last week about how for in, I think it's Canada, so where someone loses their job, so the company will help and the government will be paying for the person's education to reskill and stuff uh, just so the person is skilled enough to get another job. So I kind of want to look into that, you know, that kind of shared responsibility between the government and the company, that kind of education, not the four walls of a university or secondary school or something. Continued learning or um, continued professional development in terms of education. Okay, so uh, I want to ask you, you know, on a final note now, you guys are young. There's this, um, there's a, well, what I, I want to call it mass exodus, especially Obina for people in your industry, you know, Oh, it's almost as if everybody's bidding their time and they're just checking out of Nigeria, you know, to um, different countries at the end of the day. What do you think can stem that? Do you think it's something that can be stopped? Can you hear you're already laughing about that because um, 
if, if I sense correctly, I think you are already on that path as well, and just bidding your time right now as well. What do you think can be done about that? This exodus of, of, of this thing. Uh, so I I really do not know about the inner workings of the government and how they operate. But I mean, a lot of people live a lot of people live here and they do not have like they do not feel valued. So a lot of people always want to leave because they feel that they will be valued somewhere else. And uh, so if I were to do something, I mean, I would probably make people feel more valued. I don't know how I'll go about that, but make people feel more valued, you know, even for silly things. Like, so uh, let's not even talk about tech. So let's talk about maybe healthcare, for instance. I know a lot of people, the doctors who want to leave because they're not just valued here. They don't value them here. They, they just treat them like, yeah. So, I mean, I would start to value these people that actually need to be valued so that they don't leave. And that's what I'll probably do. Okay. And Kachin, how would you stop the brain drain? I think um, providing policies that encourage the youth and if there could be funds to help um, little businesses or small businesses grow and just like Obina said, really encourage them encourage them so basically providing policies and encouraging them in any little way i can okay guys it's been great chatting with you you, you guys have categorically said that it's, it is it is impossible to live on meager amounts here i mean even at, live on a hundred thousand naira uh, most especially if you have to consider rent in it in that sense shared housing um, would probably be the best option if you are living on such on such um, meager amounts on a monthly basis. But working from home has proven to be cheaper. So maybe this might be an approach that um, a lot of organizations and a lot of us want to consider going forward. Before we round up, I want to read something here on, um, on Morning Talks News website about, um, you know, things about 10 tips to live within your means painlessly. You know, uh, number one just says know your income and expenses. Um, number two is to track your expenses. And when it says know your income and expenses, then what they're really saying is, look, there are certain things that a lot of us don't factor into, into expenses. They're, they're just things that come and go and like, oh, I didn't plan for that and so on and so forth. But there's always a pattern, you know, um, to some of the spending there and to know your income, you know. So um, if you earn 200,000 naira on paper, if that's what your take home is every month, you must realize that there's tax deductions in between. There are probably going to be bank charges if you're going to do any transfers. Um, and, you know, stamp duty, et cetera, et cetera, like that. And if you have any standing order instructions as well, those things are going to be taken from it. So, and they're, they're just part of your, you know, so whatever is left is your money at the end, is at the end of the day. Um, it's important to track your expenses and to see how uh, money is going, you know. So if now that some prices or certain things are on the rise, it's important to know what it is you're going to drop. So whether you have been taking some imported product that was costing X amount before, you might want to look at a local alternative or just drop that product in itself or that you know, type of product in itself and look for an alternative that would fit into your budget. At the end of the day, affordability is the watchword. You want to separate wants and needs. And this is always a massive debate globally as to what wants are and what needs are. Um, then they say wants are things that you can do without same needs are things that you absolutely cannot do without. For example, the air we breathe, we cannot do without it. Otherwise, we wouldn't be alive. Um, you know, the, um, we have to eat, you know, 
But then again, with eating there, do you have to eat pizza every day? Do you have to eat pizza every week? You know, those kind of things like that. Then. As long as you have to eat to nourish your body, there are more affordable ways to be able to do it in that sense. The fact that you want to eat pizza, you want to eat shawarma, or you want to eat some um, other thing, you want to eat sushi, you know, and so on and so forth. But, uh, but maybe the price point may be out of your budget, you know, that's a completely different um, conversation. So separate your wants from your needs uh, in that sense. Don't compete with other people. You don't know what their sources are. A lot of people don't tell you and will not tell you how it is that they're surviving. You know, you see some people doing certain things. You don't know whether the person borrowed the car that they're driving. You don't know whether they have rich parents. You may not know. Or, you know, or maybe they have a rich aunt or uncle or relative or whatever it is like that. You don't know. You don't know whether some people are um, doing dubious things to be able to get some wealth or become rich or to be able to show their, that they're well off better than you. So don't compete, you know, stick to your own plan there. Don't go and say you want to move houses because your childhood friend now lives in a more expensive neighborhood. You decide now say you want to go ahead and you want to start living in that expensive neighborhood. If you can afford it, why not? But, you know, it shouldn't be a competition that, oh, he's done it. So you two, you have to do that and start putting pressure on yourself. You know, live within your means, essentially. Uh, paying cash, um, you know, um, even though here we do a lot of things largely, you know, on cash, but the credit system is gradually growing and brewing. Um, and what this says essentially is like, and I like what you guys have said, Rubin and Kechi, the fact that, you know, um, in a particular Rubin, how you would save. So if you need, a, you know, you need a new shirt or need a new clothing item, you would wait, you know, you would save for maybe the next three months and know that you would get it maybe in the fourth month or something like that. So it's important that, you know, the cash part of it, it helps you with discipline as opposed to taking credit. And then by the time you pay back, because the interest and all of that, it's gone above, you know, your threshold. And you're even, you might even be worse off at the end of the day. Credit is good, but it's only good when, you know, it's used for certain things or using a certain particular ways like that, that there are people that can advise on some of these things. Um, keep an emergency fund, um, you know, always put some kind of money aside where um, just in case you need anything, you know, you never know what's going to happen. And then save money wherever possible, you know, to save. Never go into the grocery store or to the supermarket without being unprepared. Do a list of stuff you need to buy, you know, at the end of the day. Maybe you look for what stuff that is on, um, maybe it's on deals, on sale and so on and so forth like that. Wherever it is that you can get stuff, that you can get discounts, you know, look for those opportunities um, and so on and so forth. And then cut down on expenses as well. And what you don't need, if you don't need any gym membership, I'm a fan of going to gyms. I'm a big fan of going to gyms because I like the going there, seeing people and, you know, the equipment. And all. I can't buy all the equipment in my house because I, it doesn't make any sense to me, you know. Um, if you don't need to do your hair every week, you know, maybe once every month or once every six weeks, you, know, you, can, you can do that. If you don't need cable TV, then why, why, why have it? Reduce your phone calls if, you, if it's costing you too much. You know, reduce your phone calls. Don't spend all the time talking and chatting and yapping with people. If you want to do that, create time where you go and spend time with people and you can have those conversations. Or you're out to stick through cheaper alternatives. If you're already paying for internet and maybe you have some kind of unlimited subscription, then that would work, you know. And reduce how many times you go to, you know, to a supermarket. Um, try and avoid buying things in traffic. Even though it's illegal by the I mean, Lagos state, but the reality is it's just um, those things are holes in your pockets, you know. So you can always wait, uh, you know, unless it's a crucial or critical thing. You can always wait till either you get home or you get to where you're going before you buy what it is that you want to buy, whether it's a snack or 
whatever at, at the end of the day you can always wait the other way is to be able to do things is to boost your income so instead of relying on one source of income um, you can find other ways so that means develop new skill sets and find other ways to be able to generate income it may not be as much as your primary source of income but it would always be there to help augment certain things they say don't deprive yourself um you know so you shouldn't starve yourself where you, to the point where you become a, a health hazard or a health risk to yourself you know because you're trying to save and trying to live on a budget it's a challenge you know at the end of the day so don't do that way now put yourself at risk and then have to spend money that you don't have in a hospital at the end of the day and um, finally this is one tip that i know that has been very useful always speak with to people that can advise you appropriately in that line in that direction um, because sometimes if you talk to people that have already gone through those things that they can then further advise you on how best to go about it it's been great chatting with you guys Inkechi and Obina it's been great for me as well yes and for me too it's very enlightening great 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 thank you guys for coming on the show i wish you guys all the very best in your endeavors I mean, get you all the best with your exams, with your forthcoming exams. So, brilliant stuff. So it was great talking to you guys. This has been our edition of Blue Talks for today. Until next time, stay safe. Bye for now. Blue Talks, brought to you by Stambic IBTC. So, my sister just texted me now telling me how much she's missed me. <laughs> well, I know what she truly misses. So, I opened my Stambic IBTC app and say to it, Hey, I want to transfer 5,000 naira to Funke. Done. And my post just asked me what the highest price stock is right now. Huh. I can't fold my hand though. So I open my Stambic IBTC app from the comfort of my home and figure it out. Got it! You be the hero. Upgrade and take control of your finances with the new Stambic IBTC mobile app. Download or upgrade your Stambic IBTC mobile app on Google Play or Apple Store to experience seamless voice banking, stockbroking, insurance and more from the safety of your home. From your one-stop financial services partner, Stambic IBTC. It can be.